Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast, a podcast where we help you take your ideas from a dream to reality. Each episode will cover topics to help you overcome frustrations we all encounter in our maker community. I'm Trevor Wanamaker, a part-time maker running MakerExperiment.com, and Martina Miller, who's a full-time maker running Naughty by Nature Designs. We've all encountered bumps and pitfalls along the road we call making, and we are using this podcast to help you avoid the same pitfalls. You already failed. <laughs> Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast for episode 71, where we're giggling because we mix things up and I forgot my line right when we started recording. But it's also going to be known as Wrapping Up 2019, where we're talking about what we learned as business owners and makers this year. <laughs> that might have been that might have been the best way to intro the last episode of 2019. Uh, I think that sums up how our year went right there, that we can't even get it together just to do a five-second recording. <laughs> well, I mean, in all fairness, I was like, this is what I normally say. You're like, okay, and I hit record. And then it's like, you could see the blank stare. (laughs) So it's so funny because last night we went to my wife's Christmas holiday party, whatever. And they were saying like, let's mix things up. And you have to sit next to a total stranger and engage in conversation. And I just, I was like, that gives me complete anxiety. And now I'm red in the face because you brought it up. Please don't make us do that. And they started laughing. They're like, you seem so outgoing. I'm like, that's all an illusion. Like when I'm on Instagram and storing and stuff like that, like that's me by myself in, in the garage. No one's around watching me. Like that's why it's okay. But, like, I can't story in public. I tried to send you the footage of me storing at the post office the other day for our collab video. And it's so janky because I all of a sudden am, like, a six-year-old scared child that people are watching me. Like, I can't do it. Yeah. So. <laughs> I could barely see what was going on in that video. <laughs> so it's all an illusion. And I'm sure a lot of the people that listen to this we're going to see at WorkbenchCon. So you'll learn. Like, I'm not super outgoing. I'm not either. Yeah. Well, I know you're not. Well, even WorkbenchCon gave me anxiety. Like, it was okay when it was people that you follow and you know and you've talked to mm-hmm. and instant mess or the DMs or whatever. So you kind of knew who you were talking to. Those were fine. It was when, like, complete random strangers would want to talk or, like, you wanted to go meet people, meet people that like Jimmy Duresta or whoever. And that gave me anxiety. See, that's why you should get those wireless headphones. So then when you're by yourself, like you can just put them on and then you like seem like a cool kid and then you can ignore people you don't want to talk to. I don't think I ever seem like a cool kid. Yeah. (laughs) You too square for that? Probably. I don't think I'm very cool either. I just do, like, obnoxious stuff to give me the illusion of being cool. Like, someone was talking about me being a cool kid the other day, and I was like, that's not true. And then I looked down, and I was like, I wear white bands to the gym. I think that makes me pretty cool. So, (laughs) (laughs) You know, bands are pretty cool. Or just a bigger douche than I already am. There's, who knows? Yeah. (laughs) Well, and what, what was cool 
when we were like you know in high school and you were, we're all worried about being Blink, cool Blink, it's a lot different than what cool is today i <laughs> i was hip for my day i don't yeah. even think cool is a word they use anymore <laughs> like i'm not gonna lie i i'm so because of instagram and tiktok and all these other things i'm hearing phrases i've never heard before dude i'm only 32 like i'm not that old the one that drives me crazy and makes me feel super old because it drives me crazy is when people say af like that's cool af yeah especially if they say it like that let alone if they type it like that but when they say it i'm like a part of my soul just died well this is the problem right because i will have clients texting me acronyms i've never heard of i am right there with you where i'm at like urban dictionary trying to look stuff up so i can keep up mm-hmm. with the conversation yes and it's so, yes so i don't know if we're square or they're just like too much and they're or like, are we just old yeah i don't know i can definitely my body says it's it's we're old yeah my 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 joints in the cold right now so it's just because we're old <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. But it's, there was one the other day. So there's acronyms I know that are like, you know, industry specific. Okay. So like one came up from a marketing person where he just put FOC. Well, FOC is like free of charge or ROI is return on investment. Like I know those kind. I know ROI. But, I didn't know FOC. But then you get these ones that are like, I don't even know what they are. Or it's not even an acronym. It's like a random word. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> like, am I really am that Am I old? supposed to know it? Like, you know what I mean? Where you're you're questioning, like, yeah. your brain capacity. Of like, am I just unintelligent because I don't know what this is? Well, and then I find out what it is. And I'm like, I feel more intelligent now knowing what that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you don't feel less intelligent find, finding out what it is. No, because half the time I'm like, why would you ever, A, want to say that, or B, use that word to describe what you're talking about? It's like, it actually makes you sound like you're trying to hide what you're trying to say. Yeah, there's some, like, if I'm scrolling through Facebook or on Twitter, like, Twitter especially is, like, notorious for... Like like abbreviations and like like hip cool words and I'm like yeah. I can't this is too much for me I can't I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, so that's because of those character limits. What is? No, nope, we're gonna go down a wormhole. So no. you have you have <laughs> two minutes of a wormhole. No. Go. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I don't know. I try to keep up with the times. It's just moving too fast, or we're just very unintelligent. Someone told me my um the edges on my charcuterie boards the other day were on fleek and i assume that it's a good thing it is and that's one of the ones that i'm talking about that makes me feel smarter not knowing what it was to begin with yeah like it would have been funnier because they were points so if so it said it was on point in in our day that would have been cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I love how, like we're like thirty year olds trapped in like a sixty year old mindset. Or what's the other one like? Ice. Not... When they're talking about like you know diamonds and things being shiny. Oh, I was it's like, icy or whatever. I was like, I don't think we can talk about. I don't even know if I'm podcast. using that right. I don't. I don't think that's still a thing. I think because that's a government thing now. 
That's what I thought. Oh, you were I didn't talking think about, about that. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> my mom. So my mom is sixty something, and she um, she's pretty hip. But she, so she likes to text message and use her emojis, and she has like the little bitmoji that looks like her and everything. But that has transferred too much in her day to day life. So now when she's laughing at something, she literally says, LOL, that's funny. I'm like, Mother, you are laughing. That's the same thing as LOL. <laughs> she's like, LOL, that makes so much sense now. You're talking to me. Why are why are you saying that you're laughing out loud? Just laugh out loud. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> but I mean, that's also the lady that's taking her dog for some Santa photos today. So she's just crazy. She's cray cray. There you go. God, I feel so old. So in 2019, we learned that we're old. People are hipper than us. They use lingo that we do not understand. And yeah, I mean... I think I'm starting to see that point where my kids are going to start saying things I have no clue what they're talking about. Yeah. And I'm going to have to Google them to figure out what they are. My nine-year-old niece um, says buys instead of buy because it's like trendy and it makes me want to slap her upside the head every time. Buys. Buys. (laughs) She normally like... You could tell when she has just left something with her friends because that's when she'll do it. Otherwise, she just says it that like me, where it's just like kind of long and bye. And, but when it's after her friends, it's with the S. I'm like, it's not plural. You're saying bye once. Don't put an S at the end of that. I don't know. I I just. And this is why I won't take her to see Frozen. I just feel old. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, I'm dated. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Me too. It's like, we were talking about this at work yesterday. Because one of the guys asked one of the newer guys if he had any plans for the weekend. He's like, yeah, my friends are in town. I've got to make like three trips to the airport to pick them up. He's like, and then I think they want to go clubbing. And then he's like, and I don't want to. It's like, yeah, my... My magical weekend at this point is like staying in and watching Netflix <laughs> or Dis- actually no Disney Plus. I'm all about Disney Plus. Yeah. Like my whole plan today is just to make Josh's shirt. So this is even going to hold me more accountable because it should be there if I do it today by the time this comes out. And that's it. And I'm so pumped. Like so I can start a fire because we have a wood burning fire. Start a fire. We can watch Netflix and then I might cook dinner tonight or we might order in. Like, that's nice. perfect. I think my wife's going to wrap Christmas presents. Well, we bought a trip to Mexico, so the boys don't have anything open. Well, she, we we only have a couple of small things. And then she's wrapping my nephew's presents that we bought them. I don't know where they are. They're somewhere. We had to order them, like, board shorts and stuff to wear. And Amanda had to, like, they had to try them on to make sure they fit. And then Amanda said she was going to take them and wrap them. I was like, they literally know they're here. They've already tried them all on. Why are we creating more work for you? Because I'm not going to wrap. Huh? Party pooper. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they're 18 and the, when we're in Mexico, the other one will turn 20. Like, they're, they don't need to open shit. Oh, well, they're going to be in Mexico. They're going to be drinking. It's legal there. That's what I mean. They have their own hotel room. I said, don't get... This is terrible parenting right here. As I say, like, so it's legal there, but I'm like, just don't get so drunk you need a doctor. Like, just be responsible of it. Well, you also know what it's like to be an 18-year-old in a country where it's legal to drink. 
I think they'll be okay because like we go out of town and we leave like we don't have locks on the liquor cabinets or anything like that mm-hmm. and like they're not like a bad kid like I was where stuff would go missing. This is totally on record for everyone to hear. But like they haven't even stole a white claw. So I feel like that would be like the easiest kind of go to. You know what I mean? If you're going to be 18 and like steal your parents' booze, but who knows? So there's times I wonder. It's like if you're more, the more strict parents seem to be the ones that have the kids that break into the liquor cabinet. And then the parents that are like, just don't touch it, but aren't like super enforcive about it, don't have as many problems. I think because they're older now and they both drive and like... That's what I mean. You know what I mean? So they know, like, if I do something stupid, like, there's larger consequences. Yeah. Like, not just us being mad at them, but it's like other people would be involved in it, so... We didn't leave them in the house by themselves when they were younger, you know what I mean? To go out of town and, like, they had the house to themselves. That's a newer thing. And my mom lives on the back end of the property, so it's not like they're ever truly alone and could throw some like rager or something like that in the house it's like you can have you you have your rager with your 60 year old grandma in the backyard so (laughs) well you know this is why we're gonna end up having like like we have the ring doorbell so it's not like Mm -hmm. people can show up at the house and i won't know about it (laughs) yeah well that (laughs) i tell my mom that's why i want the one for the side gate that she goes in and out of i'm like i want to know who's going out to your house lady I want yeah. to know if you're having company so I can give you a hard time, give you lectures. There you go. She's like, don't put, don't put a camera on my door. Trying to hide something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we're off track for about 15 minutes. No big. Anyway, what are you working on? I am working on apparently charcuterie boards. Hey. Well, it's contagious. Well, I mean, they're yours. Oh. <laughs> 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 they're the ones that you are sending me to engrave yeah. hey they that's got what i meant by working on them they got there early so that means you can be done with them faster that's actually a good thing i'm glad they got there early though in case it doesn't work out for some reason i have an opportunity to figure out a different gift idea well the good part is if i mess them up you can probably sand it out or yeah clean it well, out yeah you can throw it through the drum sander and do it again yeah I branded one side, and then on the other side, you can put your brand next. Well, laser it so it matches up next to mine. They're pretty tiny. They're like they're so funny because it's like the size of a piece of paper, but wood. So it just looks like old school tablets, like wooden tablets. Like, <laughs> like I need a chisel amount or something. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing I've been working on is learning how to make an end green cutting board. You almost sound like a woodworker, especially when you said you were going to make charcuterie boards, and now you said you're making end grain cutting boards. I haven't even made an end grain cutting board yet. So I understood the concept, and I knew the steps, right? I've just never actually made one. I never had all of the tools to do it, because I didn't have a way to smooth out the end grain when it was done. Well, I mean, you could yeah, with, like, you know, palm sanders and whatever, but it'd be a pain. But now that I have the drum sander, it's an option. So Mariano, the from Jaja Woods, is teaching me how to make an engraving cutting board in his shop. So I'm also doing a YouTube video of me learning how to make my first engraving cutting board, mistakes and all. <laughs> but, Making isn't perfect, so there's yeah. going to be mistakes. But it's cool. Like I mean, so far it's it's mainly like little tips and tricks while you're doing it that I'm picking up. Mm-hmm. 
not like the concept. Like I knew how an engraved cutting board was made as far as like how you had to glue it up and cut it and flip it and glue it back up again. Like that I all knew. It was just like how to keep it straight and flat mm-hmm. and how to do things like along the way. And then I am trying to do a couple trade deals. We'll see how those work out. Nice. What about you? I have <laughs> several more charcuterie boards to go. I thought I was going to be done, and then I took on another order. So there's three that will be engraved and epoxy filled for like a, I think it's a bridal shower. So that's just after Christmas, but I have to finish them early because we'll be in Mexico when she needs them. So I have to finish those up. Uh, but things are starting, kind of feel like they're winding down. I can almost see my assembly table again, which is kind of nice. But I think I'm starting to get a little burnt out on these boards. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. And then Amanda said she wanted one um that was like serving tray style live edge and I found live edge maple with handles and then I was like, "Oh, look, I can just cut it this long and it will be perfect. You'll just have a long and narrow one." She's like, "No, I want it glued up and as wide like as this." And I was like, "God damn it, like <laughs> bakers can't be choosers." <laughs> but luckily she put a little pin in that one and that one got pushed back so it's like (laughs) that's pretty funny and then there's a couple things i want to do i haven't tried it on the cnc you and i talked about it a little bit that i would like to do for christmas gifts where it was the cnc um pictures so i have to figure out how to do it so if anyone's listening and they know how to do that on a file message me let me know how to do it so i've seen matt from got woodwork got wood wood shop do it where he converts his image somehow and then he can engrave it on a cnc but i don't know how to do that so there's a couple little things like i like that i want to do as gifts before christmas that'd be cool i think it'd be fun so the saddest one i think um my friend just had to put her dog down that she had like he was 12 and she had to put him down so i thought that would be cool to be able to do like a little cnc picture of him just as a little memorial type thing. That'd be nice. Yeah. I don't know if they call them yellow, but a uh, labradoodle. So like a oh. yellowish color, like blonde. I don't know. So I felt like if I just did like a stained a pine board and then when it gets CNC'd out, it'd be like the color he was. You know what I mean? That'd be cool. If I can do it. If not, It's not like they know it's coming or anything like that. So I just thought it would be cool. Well, I was trying see how it goes i know i feel like a dog would be easier than like humans he's all one color that helps i think for making it look more realistic maybe we'll find out if i start to do it i'll film it i guess it depends on what the grayscale or black and white type of image would look like what helps that like they didn't have kids like this was their baby so there's so many photos that i can go through and try and pull and pull the best one and like not have to ask like hey can you send me a photo of your dog so (laughs) so i think my biggest takeaway for 2019 is don't take on projects just for the money i agree that is like hard lesson learned (laughs) ironically a valuable lesson learned because it's dealing with money but I think that was the source of most of my frustration with running a business this year is that I agreed to stuff just because the money was good. And then I hated every second of it. Been there. 
Another one I learned was get everything in writing. I think we've, the beginning of the year, you and I had a lot of talk about contracts and stuff. And I think even most recently, you had kind of issues with that, those plaques and stuff. I never did a contract, but I wrote everything in email. Mm -hmm. So I don't put any order. So if people call me and we discuss it, I will send a follow up email with what we talked about. Because what I am finding out is. Which this was nothing new. But people obviously can distort their memory to what they want to believe Mm -hmm. was correct and not what was actually correct. Mm -hmm. So in my case, I made a design proof, sent it, and said, please review and confirm that this design is okay as is. This is the cup order. This is what's going to be engraved. This is what's going to be raised. This is going to be the colors. And they said, yeah, sounds great. And then I made it. And they're like, these are supposed to be rectangular, not tapered. And I said, if you look at the email, you agreed to the design as what it, was. So they did they finally say whatever it is what it is? You haven't heard back? They, they never got back to me. And now it's too late. Like, their Christmas party is, like, this week. So it's, there's no way I can get a new one. I feel like you almost need, like, a e-signature thing where it's, like, once approved, sign here. Oh, that's why I say please confirm that this is correct and it's okay to move forward. Yeah. If they don't, then I don't move forward. I've been bit too many times. Yeah, it's it's really hard. Like, I was talking about it last night with, like, people were asking me what it's like to do what I do. And it's like, you realize how crappy people can be trying to take advantage of someone that's small time and get the moon for nothing. Like, they want everything mm-hmm. for absolutely nothing. And then I was saying, like, it's really nice. Pinterest is super cool for ideas and stuff, but it's also the bane of our existence and one of the girls there, her husband is a tattoo artist, so he's obviously like self-employed and he was like, I know exactly what you mean about this Pinterest thing because people will see these like images that have been photoshopped of tattoos or whatever and then they come and they're like, look, this is what I want. He's like, yeah, that's not even real. That's not possible. I can't do it. And he's like, and then I, they get tell me that I'm wrong. He tells them it's the internet, like stuff is not always right on it. I'm like, it's, it's sometimes refreshing to hear that people in other realms have the same issues and it's not like mm-hmm. just me like oh am i running my business poorly is this is like is this why it happens or whatever it's just kind of there's crappy people everywhere that try to take advantage of people everywhere but then i mean there's also the good clients where it's like do whatever like this is kind of my general idea i don't have a complete vision go for it and then everything will be fine i'm finding that you have to develop a really thick skin yes especially if you use social media <laughs> Well, for you especially, because you do YouTube. The the whole client thing is one issue, where you have people that want everything for the price of nothing. And like I've had people straight up tell me that I'm too expensive, and I say they go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, it's not going to hurt my feelings if I don't have to deal with you, because if you're saying that I'm too expensive, then you don't respect the quality of work that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. When all year people have been ordering signs from me at the same price. Right. So it's not the price. It's the person. Well, that's the same with these charcuterie reports, because obviously that's all I'm making right now. But it's crazy. Like, I'll tell someone, this is the price, and they say, I want eight. And then you tell someone, this is the price, and they only want one. And they're like, you think you can get that much for that? Like, that's just a piece of wood. Okay. 
Obviously, you haven't watched any of my videos on how long it actually takes to make these things, but that's fine. Yeah. Because I... Like, that's what people don't get. Yeah, because it still makes my hourly rate not much at that point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I can't... I can't expect a, you know, $40 hourly rate or whatever and do that stuff. And then all of a sudden these boards would be like $400. So Yeah. Well, it's when, it's like when people are talking about signs and like, all you do is paint letters and glue them together. Like, yeah, well, that Uh, still takes like a really long time. That's what I, like, even last night I was saying that people, they see, you know, the the Pinterest plans, you know, it takes, it's only $10. And I was like, go, go ahead and get the $400 worth of tools. And then see if you can even get those materials for ten bucks to make that. You can't get materials for ten. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, like it's just it's difficult. But I mean, I, ultimately, the so one of the key takeaways that I see, which was, I think it's been a key takeaway for years, is that you have to realize that some people are going to say no, mm-hmm. and you have to be okay with it, and it's okay. And actually, it's necessary because if everybody says yes, then I think your price is too low. Mm-hmm. Because there, what I do is I try to benchmark where other people are, and then I don't want to be the lowest and I don't want to be the highest. But I also want to make sure that it's worth doing. So if there's a product that I can make where, like, I'm getting priced out of the market because people are just ridiculously low which etsy does that to me yeah. all the time so like keychains i've seen them on etsy for 50 cents I'm like the materials cost 50 cents it's like unless you're baking thousands of them at a time right so that's part of why like some products i just don't make anymore it makes sense it's like i think this year i've become more self-aware that time is money and it that is, yeah. I've undervalued myself completely. And it's crazy. Some of the stuff I made last year as like client gifts or whatever for like people as Christmas orders. Mm-hmm. It's like I charged, say I charged like $40, you know what I mean? And now I'm charging, like making something similar out of better wood. It's like, why for like less work? Like, why am I only charging? You know what I mean? Like, I guess it's a bad example. I'd have to like actually bust out prices, but it's that and I like. I think I didn't really realize how much time it would take to like source stuff like that. I was, that was a big thing where I wasn't allowing myself to get paid for stuff like that. And now I am like the time it takes to go get the materials, bring them home and like actually mill them up or even to take the time to put together a quote. Like I wasn't including any of that in my prices and I did that this year and I feel a lot happier and more successful and more organized as a business owner. I think that's the main thing is that you feel better about like even if you get a few more no's yeah those were probably jobs you were kicking yourself for before yeah where it was like the amount of work i'm putting into something for only forty dollars and it's taking me a day and a half like i'm making a dollar an hour basically after the price of materials and everything like why am i doing this and then elma from pink soul studios at the beginning of the year i was putting together a quote in a in the quote, it was for like cheap materials, like builder grade pine and stuff. And she like messaged me and she's like, you're better than using these materials that you're quoting out. Use better stuff and charge more. And that really 
changed my perspective on a lot of stuff. So I rewrote the whole quote and used like all hardwoods and everything and thought that like either this person's going to reject it or they're going to say yes. And they said yes. And that changed like my whole mindset too, where it's like, yeah, now I only want to work with better stuff. I mean, granted, I'll still use pine for science and everything, but like it's noticeably different and it's super temperamental because it has like no growth to it so it's like you get it home from the store and it's already warped and then you're mad and it's like i probably should have just worked with better materials to begin with and this wouldn't be an issue you know what i mean so i like even this week i had to do pine for like a kind of coffee table tray thing and i bought it from the hardwood store like i was like i'm gonna buy a better pine you know what i mean just because like i have to stain it anyways and then so but you know what i mean but it was like, I got it home and I was like, it's still flat. Like, this is super nice. And I dig the wood grain and pine. So that's not, you know what I mean? Especially for staining it. But I was like, I can't believe like you pay a little bit more, you get better stuff. And then people are still willing to pay for it. You know what I mean? Like, if you value yourself, people are going to value you. It's interesting you bring up like the better material stuff. So last year, I used primarily MDF, right? And half the time I was buying it at Home Depot. Toward the end of last year, I switched and started buying the MDF from the hardwood dealer here. Mm-hmm. Well, I, the lumber dealer. Yeah. And it is 10 times better quality MDF, which, you know, I didn't think was a really big issue. Yeah. At first. But if you go to Home Depot and you get MDF, it's like fibrous and you can like feel the fur. Yeah. <laughs> And when you go to this other one, it's like super smooth. The paint lays down super well. That's what I have too. For well, it's so cheap too when you get it from. Oh there. yeah, so, it's like twelve bucks for a four by eight foot yeah. sheet versus like eight dollars for a two by four foot sheet at Home Depot. So it ends up being cheaper to buy it from them anyway. It's just a matter of transporting it home and cutting it down and everything else. Mm-hmm. But with that, this year before I would just quote MDF. And then I would say, if you want acrylic, let me know, and I'll quote that too. And this year I changed it, and instead of, when I do my quotes, instead of just doing what they asked for, I will put, this is if you did MDF, this is if you did acrylic, this is if you did LED lit with standoffs, this is if you did LED, like, as in-framed. And I've I've actually been surprised, because some people are like, oh, I'm interested in MDF, and then they end up buying acrylic, or they end up buying an LED one, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because I'm giving them the option and I'm not just quoting like one thing. So I think one thing that we can take into 2020 is if you're doing a quote, give them two. Don't overwhelm them. Don't give them like 10 options. Give them like three. But that's the same. Like if you're going to use hardwoods, like maple is significantly cheaper than walnut, but it's still a hardwood. So you can do like a maple and you can do a birch if you're not me and then you can do a walnut and that's like three <laughs> tiers of pricing right there if you, know you don't want to I mean? die in your shop yeah <laughs> like martina <laughs> i you know i also learned to not do friends and family pricing anymore no because like like very rarely i think i'll let that affect my decision like if they're gonna like maybe hook me up with something in return then that's a different story but don't lower your prices for them just because you don't want them to either say no or like you don't want to bring money in into the friendship or anything it's you still have to make money you still have to be paid for your work like those are the those are the people that should be paying full price because they know you and they trust you and if there is issues 
they should be able to come to you with it. I agree with the family and friend pricing because I've had friends that will want to buy something and I'll make it for them. They'll pay full price and then they'll actually like tip me on top of it. I was talking to a local business owner that he owns two businesses in town Okay. and they're franchise businesses. So they have to kind of obviously meet the franchise requirements, but then you also have to run the business because it makes your money and he's in commercial real estate as well. So he's like a successful individual that, and I also respect his opinion. He told me one of the worst things you can do is cut your friends or your family a deal. He's like, he's like, for, he's like, one, don't work with them. He was like, that's probably the best advice I can give you. But obviously he's working in yeah. bigger dollar points, like bigger dollar amounts than I am. Um, he was like, but if you have to, he's like, they don't deserve a deal. Like this is, this is your life. This is your livelihood. Like you have to look out for yourself. So make the money if you can make the money. I was like, thanks, dude. I agree with that. It's one thing if you want to, I would say, like give them a gift or like, you know, Mm -hmm. do something for them because they've helped you or whatever. That's totally different. Absolutely. But if they're wanting to buy something from you, I agree that I I would charge them the same price I charge everybody else. It's so funny because like sometimes we'll get invited to something last minute. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you try and give like a host gift or whatever and be polite. And I'll be like, we, I have a, I have an extra cutting board we can take. And then Amanda's like, that's cool. I'm like, that's also worth like minimum $75. So like granted for me to make it, it's like the price of materials is like mm-hmm. 15 maybe. You know what I mean? And I'm like batching this stuff out. So I always end up with a few spares. But it's like, do we like this person that much? Do we want to set our, set our standards yeah, that be high? Careful, like yeah. if this is our host gift? Like... <laughs> So, but then oftentimes I'm like, you got, you think a little bit more layered into it where it's like, if I give this person this for free and they have it at their house and I know what kind of people they're hosting at their events and they ask where they got it. I'm like, I could make several of these at $75 minimum when I gave away one for free. So there's also that to keep in mind. I've obviously given away stuff for free as a marketing type of thing, but I would consider that a marketing mm-hmm. cost that instead of buying ads or whatever. I'm trying to do like the word of mouth social mm-hmm. media type of marketing. But I have found that you need to be careful with some people because yeah. some people will preface it and say, you know, this was a deal that we made in exchange for, you know, marketing and helping and whatever. And then some people will just say, I got this for free and not give any preface to it. So then other people yeah. will try to get it for free. I'm like, if you're going to like a big company and you're trying to get something for free, you still need to find a way to provide value, right? So if you're not providing value to a small business, mm-hmm. why should they give you anything for free? I did get pretty bummed out at this cocktail party we went to last week where there was charcuterie everywhere and they were all store-bought boards and she's Ouch. actually purchased a cutting board for me for a client before and store-bought all her shit. I was like... Granted, there was several of them, so like she yeah, probably, probably bought all of those for the price she would have paid for one of mine. But I was like, "This kind of sucks, dude." Like, yeah. <laughs> and she did say one of hers was borrowed from another friend, but I was like, "Thanks for thinking of me for your party that you know all these people are at that are super influential in the area, and I know how much they make a year." Very like, true. 
<laughs> well, you got to be careful so, as yeah. well because <laughs> if you cut, so if you were to cut somebody a deal because they're a friend, mm-hmm. you can't guarantee that that friend is not going to tell other people what they paid, which is a special price. If I'm going to do like a deal for someone, I'll usually say like it's a bundle deal or something like that. But it's I don't usually yeah. cut that significant of a deal for anyone. You know what I mean? It would be like a true gift if I was doing it for free and they would know it was a gift, not just like I'm I'm handing this out to you yeah. because whatever. Well, you know I, what I mean? totally agree. But some people. <laughs> I think this year. Like, when I started getting on Instagram, like, it was, everyone else was on there, everyone else was growing their channel, like, I had to post every day, I had to post twice a day type thing, and I think this year I stepped back greatly from it, and just used it as, like, a means to communicate with other makers, and I dig it, like, I feel like it's a weight lifted off my shoulder that it's not, like, it's five o'clock, I have to put my post out, like, it doesn't, it's not so consuming, and I don't care about the follower count, and... It's just changed my perspective a lot, and it doesn't like, oh, this photo only got this many likes compared to this one. Like, that stuff doesn't matter. And I'm still, like, trending with orders based on the amount of stuff I put on there. You know what I mean? Like, even with me decreasing my posts, it hasn't decreased my business, which is good. Well, the last couple of months, I because I started switching more to YouTube, I've focused less on Instagram, so I don't post. I rarely make it once a day anymore. I haven't posted in a week. <laughs> Or, you know, something will come up with family. And before, I would be like, oh, it's 6 o'clock or whatever. I need to post regardless of what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And now if, like, if I'm making dinner or I'm helping my kids with my homework, I don't stop. I I just don't post anymore. It's like I fell into that trap where I was posting every day at the same time and feeling like I had to do it. And it made me feel miserable. And I was like, oh, it's the only way to get to 10,000. Well, newsflash, like. At this point, I'll be surprised mm-hmm. if I hit 10,000 because I feel like no matter what I put out, these other like people posting a screw are getting 200,000 views and jumping to 10,000 overnight. Like You can't predict what in the world is going to work. I wouldn't even try. So just post stuff you want to post. Right. Be done with it. And if you don't want to post, don't post. Yeah. Like I thought this, like, I thought this shot was cool. So I put it up. I, my videos too, mm-hmm. like I actually enjoy like the editing process of it. So I don't mind putting those together and posting them, but like I also have to remember to record myself when I'm working in order to do yeah. that. And sometimes I just caught up like listening to my jams on my phone versus setting my phone out and recording. I've actually been taking clips from my YouTube videos and sharing those as like smaller clips. That mm-hmm. makes so much more sense. That's so less work. And I then agree. you have the content already. And so far, like it's weird because I've been posting less but gaining like a couple followers a day. Like I'm not doing anything. Like when I was actively posting all the time, I felt like I was constantly losing followers. And now I'm like, whatever, I don't care. And I'm slowly gaining them. (laughs) Like it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) The biggest benefit I think this year was that I changed my logo. Your logo looks cool. It's simple. And it goes to, because it just says designs in it, it doesn't have any imagery. It's just like it goes and mm. blankets everything that we do because it's more than just making furniture. Like, And the amount of times we heard, we didn't know you did more than build furniture. Like we just thought, well, a lot of people actually just thought I played with wood and my shop and just built projects for myself not that i sold it you know what i mean so that i was like holy crap the amount of money i probably lost on that alone you know what i mean with the old logo and then 
like people didn't realize we do like design consults or like spatial design and everything. So that's been a game changer. And I feel like as my brand grows and we pull away from woodworking and more into the de- design aspect, there's nothing wrong with my logo. And if, like, if people want to ask what KBN stands for, that's fine. I'll tell them, you know what I mean? And it's, but as every business has to evolve and my business evol- like evolving required my logo to change and it opened a lot more doors and i got a ton of negative feedback when i did it i don't understand why i like the old logo i like this you're not paying my bills you're not like (laughs) it doesn't matter what you think it's not your business like so i guess that's like the whole you have to have thick skin it's like you can be upset with me but my me changing my logo has nothing to do with your life i got the same thing so you you can have an opinion but i don't care that happened when i changed my logo i think people just don't like change yeah Suck it up, buttercup. It happened. Well, the reason I changed mine was to make it more simple, to be easier to put on things. Yeah. Yours was... It was a little intricate. Yours was a little... With your laser beam. But... Yeah. I mean, overall, I think I've learned a lot this year from a business perspective. So part of that was setting up the LLC, which was terrifying. Part of it is um, trying to network. So I, I will agree that Lately, I've been using Instagram just to talk with other makers. Primarily you and Ethan, <laughs> but... I think Ethan gets a shout out every episode. Yeah, Ethan, Ethan, Ethan. Go follow Ethan. Uh, for real, though. appear he... in the mirror? Huh? I said, is he going to appear in the mirror? Yeah. Because he said it three times. Maybe. If all of a sudden he messages me, I'm going to lose it. But he... Uh... <laughs> so we did a couple of collaborations. So that's... That's more of what I want to use Instagram for, mm-hmm. is to try and keep in touch with makers and do collaboration. Well, I think my confidence alone with like the communication skills with other makers has changed dramatically too this year. Like I feel more confident in how like to be able to give tips or tricks mm-hmm. and like this is like this is how I do things. It's not perfect, but this is how I do it. Kind of more tutorial stuff. But then the fact that like I've built relationships and I have other people that want to do collab projects or like will ask my advice for pricing and stuff. But like I think a year ago there's no way I'd be sending you cutting boards for you to laser engrave. Like I don't think I would have the confidence to reach out to somebody else. Granted, I just told you you were going to do it. I didn't ask, but you know what I mean. Like to at like I think I wouldn't have been asking anyone like let's work on this christmas gift together and let's film it and put content together and put it on our channel so you know what i mean like so i think it's like i feel like i grew up a little bit but um it's just i think it's been a good year like there's definitely been ups and downs and i've learned some hard lessons but it's been fun and i feel like we like my business grew a lot and i don't have too many regrets which is good i try not to regret any of it (laughs) I mean, there's definitely, like, lesson learned situations. Oh, yeah, there's definitely lessons learned. And, like, damn, I'll never do that again, but... But if I regretted doing it, and, like, if I had to go back and I didn't do it, well, the same issue would have come up somewhere else. Yeah. There were a lot of things that I learned business-wise, or marketing-wise, or whatever, that it's one of those things where, well, now I know not to do it. Yeah. A big one is allowing yourself time to complete a project. Mm -hmm. Like... I think when I first started up, it was like someone put it in order. I have to have it done by like tomorrow or two days from now, as long as like as fast as I can allow stain and poly to dry. And now I'm like, yeah, I'll get get it to you in like 10 days, two weeks, whatever. So I like, that's one thing I learned this year was the lead time because they're always yeah. like, how long is it going to take? And it, it makes you it made you feel pressured to have it done immediately. Mm-hmm. Granted, they're just asking, but you feel that like need to complete it because that, now it's paid for and they they want it. 
So my method for that is I used to be, or I used to try and say, you know, I can do it in a week or two. Mm -hmm. And now I'll be like, typically it's two to three weeks or three to four if I have a few backed up. And I'll tell them, you know, if you need it faster, it can be done, but it would incur a rush fee. And typically they come back and say, no, two to three weeks is fine or three to four weeks is fine. Yeah. I. But then if I over deliver and I... I'm done in a week, which has happened occasionally. Mm-hmm. Like then they're excited and you tend to get better reviews. Yeah. But if you, if you promise them a week and then you end up late and then have to make up or like, well, not make up. If you have to give them the reason why you're late, even if it's legitimate, they're usually not happy. But if you're like two to three weeks on something that usually takes you two days mm-hmm. and you end up with a problem, you still have time to redo it. Exactly. Like give yourself more time than you think you need. I think it's the biggest takeaway from that yeah and just be okay with the fact that it's you don't have to turn things over immediately there will be people with unrealistic expectations like i think chris elevated green had one (laughs) where some lady wanted i don't know if it was cutting boards or what it was but they they wanted like some absurd amount like say 15 these numbers are not correct so sorry chris but say they wanted like 15 cutting boards and this was Friday, and they wanted them completely made, engraved, and delivered by Monday. Yeah. People are nuts. Like, that's the kind of unrealistic timelines I'm talking about. And then if people want to be moved to the top of the list, and you can actually move them to the top of the list, like, don't be afraid to charge for the rush. Like, if they're reaching out to you and they need something in three days and it's actually possible, pay them. They don't uh, mm-hmm. make, excuse me, charge them. Your time is money. Get paid for it. If you're having to like sacrifice a little bit of your personal life to be able to complete it, even though it's completely possible, get paid to do it. Yep, I agree. And there's, there are going to be people that want you to give them the world, but don't want to help you with anything. So I think part of my learning point in 2019 was picking up on cues and like their writing and their questions and other things to find out if they're a client that's going to be easy to work with or kind of a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. And there are some that I, like early in the year, there were a couple jobs I took on where I, I regretted taking it on. And then toward the end of the year, there were ones that people, you know, wanted a quote for something and I could tell that they were going to be a look over your shoulder the whole way kind of client Mm -hmm. that had to, that was super nitpicky and would be like, Oh, you're the, the text is straight across. I wanted a 0.01 degree angle, like that kind of ridiculousness. And I would, those are the kind of clients where I'm like, you know what? I know that this is going to be terrible. So the price gets adjusted accordingly for the amount of pain that that's going well, to Well, yeah, be. if it's all, that's all time to redo all that stuff too, so. So that, so it's funny. So that uh, one of the award jobs I did, and you know which one I'm talking mm-hmm. about, the price I was going to quote was cheaper than what you told me to charge. I went with your price, and I'm so glad I did, because I regretted <laughs> even doing the job for that price. I could only imagine how pissed off I would have been if I did my I th- At the beginning of the year, you and I had so many conversations of like, know your worth and the fact that I needed to charge mm-hmm. more. And then you were telling me what you charged for signs and I was building like entertainment centers for the same price. You know what I mean? It was like, <laughs> I feel, sorry. Th- no, that's good. Actually, I'm not no, sorry. <laughs> don't be sorry. Like, I think it helped having someone with the same mindset or like the same goals 
definitely changed the way I did things a lot. So like how we always talk about like find your tribe, like that makes a huge difference when you can talk to someone that's like in the same space as you and gets everything. Cause like a lot of people have like their significant others, but they don't do the same thing. And they just Mm -hmm. like the fact that you put a little extra money in their bank account. They don't understand like the process of it all. Like you need to find someone that understands the process so they can talk you through things. But we get those messages all the time on like, this is what I'm thinking for a quote. And you and I are both like, charge more, charge more. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's frequently my answer. Yeah. (laughs) So this is what happens is, so for you, it's a little different. So furniture in general has the Pinterest world to deal with that you are getting undercut by the internet where people are thinking that it should cost less to get something like an entertainment Mm -hmm. center. But you do have the benefit of not many people can ship furniture. So if you can ingrain yourself in the local community as a good builder that will do custom stuff, you can start like you have that premium that you can charge. Right. The one thing I run into is like, since I ship everything, I have all these other like scroll saw sign makers to deal with. And a lot of them do not charge for their time. Right. Like they'll sell a sign for 50 bucks. I'm like, it costs me $50 in materials. Where, how, how are you doing this? And then I realized that they are not charging for their time or they're doing like $10 but it's taking them six hours. Yeah. Like, you can't do this. It's so infuriating, those kinds of people. Same thing. But those are, like, the f- people that sell on, like, Facebook Marketplace, which is, I don't mean mm-hmm. to bash, but, like, it's essentially Craigslist. So people are looking for a deal. So you're, you have to yeah. price accordingly. So, like, I send you the pictures of cutting board prices in Fresno all the time. And it's, like, freaking $35 for a mahogany cutting board. And it's, like... Yeah. You're an a-hole. Like, so mm-hmm. if people want to go ahead and buy at those prices, that's fine. But it's like, how are you freaking charging that little for stuff? But like... I know there are some people that are retired that are just wanting to be busy and just want to do something with their hands and they enjoy woodworking, but they don't want to make any money off of it. Get out of here. And those are the people <laughs> you're contending with. But, that, but that's what here, I mean. Grandpa. Like, so You're contending with people that are just doing it for the yeah. joy. And it's hard. I've, you know what I've started doing um, because of the cheaper prices available elsewhere when people reach out to me for cornhorn boards? I'm like, go to Facebook. Send fa- them elsewhere. Huh? Send them I elsewhere. send them to Facebook Marketplace. I'm like, oh, so-and-so sells them for 60 bucks a set with bags. I was like, and I can't right. get bags cheaper than like 25 for the set. So go ahead and go to them. Someone yeah. told, tried to tell me they were going to order four sets. I was like, go ahead and go to Facebook Marketplace. Like, granted, that would have been a huge chunk of change for me with my prices. I'm like, I'm not. Nope. I had a few this year where people came to me and they were looking for... So one lady messaged me on Yelp. It was like, I want a price for engraving 60 wine glasses. It's like, well, that kind of depends on the kind of glass you Mm -hmm. want. It's like, but just the engraving cost would be this. (laughs) Which is fine because to me, like glass is kind of a pain to laser and get like a good frosty Mm -hmm. look. So I'm not that bummed about it. But it's things like that where they'll shop around, which if you want to shop around, that's fine. If I've done work for you before and you said I've done great and then you come to me and you say, I want to do this job with you, uh, can you please mock up the entire design before we agree on it? And then at the end of that and you tell me you like it and then you say, I'm just getting another quote from somebody else, that will irritate me. That's funny. Which is what happened on that job that you told me to jack the price up. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say jack the Not price really. up. You didn't tell jack it up. You're just like, 
price it as this. And I'm like, I still didn't charge it. They were worth it. They had a lot of little detail. Yeah. And well, and then they were a nitpicky client that didn't actually. The other thing you're going to find out is if you get people to approve a design nine times out of 10, they aren't looking at every part (laughs) of it. They're looking at one specific section that they care about, and they're disregarding the majority. That's happened multiple times. And then I had the proof in my email that said, look, this is what you agreed to, and I clearly have images showing exactly what it's going to look like. I have a friend of mine that is also on standby as a consumer that I'll run stuff by and ask her how much she'd pay for something before I charge someone. Like if I kind of have a ballpark in my head and then... You guys are kind of giving me a ballpark and it kind of still seems on the like the high end like that. I'm not I don't think it's someone's going to push through. I'll send it like, hey, would you pay X amount of dollars for this? And if they like they're what does it hurt them? They're not going to lie. You know what I mean? So mm. if they say, no, I'd probably pay this. And it's like, OK, adjust the adjust the price accordingly, because that's kind of like yeah. my target. Like she's like my target customer, like age group. And you know what I mean? That's helped a lot. Too. There were a couple. There were a couple laser people this year that posted, like, looking at a price for this, what would you charge? And I, I actually messaged and said, this is what I would want to charge. This is what you could actually charge because the market is not going to pay this. They're going to pay mm-hmm. this. And that person was, like, kind of upset about it. I'm like, look, I'm just telling you what's going to happen. And then their entire response was like, so say, like, I would charge 60. You're going to get, like, 20. Mm-hmm. And then all the responses were like 15 to 25. Like, yeah, because you have to know the market. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't take something, make it look really cool and then expect to get paid more for a specific item. So like, say it's a ornament or a cake topper or something. There's a finite amount of money somebody's willing to spend on a cake topper because it's a one-time mm-hmm. thing or an ornament. For sure. And you have to know that limit. So you also have to know, like, if you don't want to, if you want to charge more than that for something that has a market cap, don't make the item. Right. Like, you have to know that the market has a cap, too. It's not just about what you want to charge. It's about what the market realistically is going to do. You just have to be, you have to kind of do your research from a pricing standpoint. Now, if you're coming up with something completely new that isn't in the market. Good luck. (laughs) Like you're, it's gonna take work to get it out there, but I mean, you can theoretically charge what you need to. Right. What's one skill that you learned this year that you are happy about? Um, I do feel a lot more confident with the CNC this year, even though I still have my problems all the time. I do feel like the robot is fine is starting to earn its keep a little bit more. That's a good thing. Yeah, because right? even with these boards, I put a, I had to put a couple on there to get flattened, and I didn't know how to do that. Even a couple months ago. You know what I mean? So, because they're too wide to put in the planer. But I'm like, let's go on there, robot. I'll sand while you flatten. So that's, I mean, go. it's simple, but I, that's, it's not like it was a cheap piece of equipment. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. and it's big and it's, it is valuable. Like it could add money back into my business. So just growing the confidence in the CNC has made a huge difference. And I think it's nice to be able to offer like the ability to engrave these like charcuterie boards or like make those little name tag things for stockings and stuff like that. Like not, not everyone has that ability. So I definitely think it will open doors the more you learn. What about you? I don't know. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> this year it was mainly learning more video editing and more 
graphic design stuff. Yeah. So I, I feel like I'm becoming more efficient in things that I already kind of knew. Even moving from like softwoods like pine to hardwoods and not having to stain and poly and mm. stuff like that like has been a huge game changer time wise you know what i mean like yeah which i don't think people realize and the fact that like i use armor seal so that's pretty easy to apply you know because it's oil based and so like just stuff that you like sounds tedious and like intimidating has been a lot easier and makes me feel like a more of a crafts person like because not a craftsman craftswoman you know what i mean I will say that switching to acrylic has been probably a lot like switching from pine to hardwood. Yeah, it's a it's a game changer. It's so much. It's easier so funny to when I have with. to go and sand pine. I'm like, ah, I like almost sanded a hole in this. It's so soft. Like, <laughs> 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 so or running it through the table saw. I'm like, oh my god, it's like putting paper through there. Like it's so just like knowing what you're working with and being aware. Mm-hmm. Also, like be safe while you're doing stuff. But because everything is different and everything has a different density, you know what I mean? One more question. What's one thing that you did this year that you were like hesitant about or it was out of your comfort zone? Like where you pushed your own limit other than the CNC stuff to encourage people to get out of the comfort zone and try something. Well, I think half of my projects that I took on that big ass entertainment center that I did that was like 11 feet long and like eight feet tall, like... It's so funny. Like, I guess I was totally the the duck in the situation where I was like, yeah, I could totally build this. And then I started doing it and I was like, what the hell was I thinking? Like, I don't even have the space to build this thing alone. You know what I mean? So like, (laughs) but being able to knock that out, like, and then see something that's so massive in the size of the wall, it's like, holy crap, I made that. And it's like the amount of time it took, like felt as long as it took, you know what I mean? And then almost mm-hmm. dying in the process of it, too. So, like, but to be able to put something together that massive and then step back and be like, I was the only one that put hands on that. Like, I did it from start to finish. It's just, it's just nuts. Like, sometimes. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because I'm, like, I don't feel like, I definitely see, like, I t- I'm not an expert. Like, I'm not a pro. I'm not some, like, one-of-a-kind tradesperson you know what i mean like i watch woodworkers out there that are way better than me that have way more refined skills that use better joining joining joinery techniques than i do so you know like the fact that i was able with like my little wheelhouse to build something like that and it's still standing feels pretty cool that's pretty awesome knock on wood that it's still standing but the photographer i talked to last night said she just did a photo shoot for that family and they're still bragging about it so that's pretty cool i guess they're having there photos taken with it and like a week or something like that they're so like in their home so i'm like we'll see how those turn out that's cool what about you one of them's definitely building the computer yeah i can see that because that one i had never built a computer before this year and i granted i did the normal and researched it for months to figure out what components to get or what i needed to have in order to even run it and that was probably the most nerve-wracking thing I've done recently. Because if you do it wrong, like you could have a very expensive issue. Uh, but it was one of those things where I just decided that, from a business standpoint, it made the most mm-hmm. sense. And I was going to 
do what I had to do to get it done. And that is the computer that I'm using right this minute. And it's so much faster. Like, it's ridiculous. It's awesome. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, when you decide to, like, break down and spend the money on an upgrade or, or something, it's like, why the hell didn't I do this sooner? That's a freaking lesson. I'm wondering that too. right now. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's it, it's always hard to bite that bullet and spend that money. But then if you're able to, like, do your process way faster, it's it's going to pay for itself quickly. I haven't done video editing on it yet, but I have done designs in Illustrator and I have been working in Fusion 360. And I am able to load Fusion and get like 25% of the way through what I was wanting to do in the same amount of time it takes for my laptop to boot up to Fusion. Yeah, that's crazy. It's ridiculous. So as long as I keep it maintained, I think it'll be good. The other thing, it's probably my LED sign in my garage. That's cool. I like that. Because that was new. That like that one was I think kind of a headache to figure we out. We can talk about a little collab in the after show. So for everybody else, we want to wish you happy holidays. Yeah, happy have a happy holidays. Have some safe holidays. Enjoy your family. Enjoy the time you get for making and then we'll we will see you in january because this is the last episode of this year try not to miss this too much so we can spend time with our family this is true my brother will be here for the first time thanks for listening if you're interested in supporting this podcast head to www.makervisionpodcast.com you can purchase merchandise or donate so we'll be able to join the email list to stay up to date with the podcast find us on instagram oh we want to do a high five for our patrons or join the facebook group a little final send off oh yes damn it that was pretty good that was pretty good the high five was good but it was not timed well it was barely off Anyway, so we will be in the after show. If you guys want to check it out, head to patreon.com slash makervisionpodcast and you can hear a little bit more of us and you could catch up in the two weeks that we will be off on after shows. I think that wraps us up though for 2019. We'll be back in 2020. See ya. Bye. Get your life together. You were so awake. Now you're asleep. I know. It's like I drank coffee and I reverted. Yeah. He's over here yawning. Can't help it. I don't know why. But anyway. I have an idea. Yeah. Hold on. Insert hold music here. Sorry. My wife came to pick up Christmas presents to go wrap them while the kids are asleep. Dude, life happens. And they are all stored in the room that I'm in. It's a perfect time to do it. <laughs> Technically, our, well, the all those shorts are stored in here, too, if you want there to call them Christmas gifts that we're not rewrapping. <laughs> if you could see to the left of me, I'm surrounded nice. by boxes of shorts. I don't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> she forgot something. Hold on. <laughs> She's, I need the tape. Let's try this again. I'm back. I said, no. I said, you sure? I'm not. My wife is wrapping Christmas presents and huh. was trying to find something else she forgot.